Hi, my name is Gunnar Froh and I'm your host on the Wonder Mobility Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Wonder Mobility Podcast. And today I'm with a very special and unplanned guest, Ren. Welcome to Hamburg. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. Ren has been a coach at Wunder for many years, since the beginning. The beginning. And in fact, uh, we have met already a few years before that um, in Airbnb. That's right. In San Francisco, where That's you right. were also um, coaching the founders. And I was uh, visiting a lot, traveling like crazy through these years. And you were traveling internationally. What, what year? What, you know, I was trying to remember what 20, year that was. 2011, in May 2011, for the first time. I know because that's when everything changed, basically. More that's right. For me, well, I came from. here when that was changing. Right. And when the office was closed. We opened the first office here internationally uh, for Airbnb. And then, yeah, I mean, Airbnb, of course, now everyone knows, but at the time was a very unknown, unknown. Uh, small company. And questionable. And questionable. When I came to the, to the office at the time, it looked like, There was no name there. It was a small <laughs> building. This was homeless people on the street. I thought this couldn't be it. <laughs> but uh, there was quite something going on already. And then it, yeah. it just took off uh, yeah. exponentially. But, but, you know, but I credit you and that early team because I always said to Brian, this is a European business. Airbnb is a European business. And so what you guys end up creating and then making it happen, right, is actually, I, I would still argue today, is the core of why that business is successful. Because the travelers are Europeans. There are many cases, and, and that's been clear to the founders from the beginning. That's right. It only works if you have awesome listings everywhere in the world. Total international network effects business. By the way, much different from our mobility topics nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Like Many people kind of uh, thought, uh, great, um, this is, this is going to scale as well, but it's very local operations. Mm -hmm. And people are only interested if you have a vehicle on their street Not so interested if you're also in a hundred other cities around the world, right? So basically, that's where the story continued was basically, um, I, I worked in San Francisco a lot, also sometimes fortunate to work with you, and I saw um, Lyft and Uber um, taking off over there. Mm -hmm. It was an amazing experience. We used to wait for a taxi, would never come. And then you have this half the price community driver, more or less, a nice person on Lyft taking you to the airport. You're like, what? The heck was just this. And efficient. And uh, I was yeah. very convinced we needed that in Germany too. And it was e easy enough at the time, I would say, to get a handful of investors on board as well, who, who thought so as well. Fast forward 10 years later, that, that's not the case at all. Mobility has gone through so much transition, but it's landed in, in quite different place from what we originally yeah. thought. How do you reflect and, on that? Like when you look at this over these 10 years, what is your kind of, what do you, where do you land? There's so much going on, and that's why it's it's so interesting that we get to talk uh, right now because it is our 10-year anniversary, and yeah. there's something to think about for, on the one hand, well, the industry and like all our predictions were wrong more or less, and <laughs> and and there was like somehow maybe overblown expectations, but then also when when you look in hindsight, a lot has now evolved. Yeah. Many things yeah. are not different, but then next to the industry for us um, as a company, like trying to build a company and trying to live up to the expectations, and eventually having to you know, all, all the parameters change to where now it's got to be profitable very, very, very sudden as, as soon as possible. Yeah. So, and you've been with us through this uh, journey, the, the whole, yeah, whole but, time, but seen know, the but, craziness and seen the, seen the transformations. But, but the thing I would say to you though, is you did have a very clear idea that you knew mobility had a future. That's one thing you, you made that assumption at the very beginning. You were not wrong about that. 
Mobility is... It's nature. It's not only super important and people spend a lot of money on it, but it's also extremely inefficient. If you have like an operations management background, like I did originally, and you look at, I don't know, cars sitting there, you're like, oh, it's just a little bit you know, crazy. Much more could be done, but there's yeah. a lot of emotions at play too. Regulation as well. You yeah. can't just launch a business like yeah. we found out in Germany. We launched ride hailing in Hamburg and Berlin before Uber came here or anyone else. Um, I first wanted to launch ride hailing in 2014, but it's a super regulated space. There were within weeks and months, there were there were protests on the street, taxi protests, hundreds of cars, um, you know, police blocking you're the entrance to our you're disrupting incumbents. to our office yeah. um, to protect it and so on. There's a really hotly debated. Um, it's a very inefficient, but also very political space and then very emotional space when it comes to spending money. Yeah. Right. The spending yeah. on a car. Yeah. Um, kind of the shared. And I mean, to some extent of most of the people in new mobility now is the car, make people get rid of their their own car and so on, get them into at least a shared car, maybe a bike, uh, micromobility and so on. But people just keep spending. They love their car. They yeah. love to express themselves through yeah. a car. Because so the emotion of it. Um, totally. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's not yet entirely figured out how to um, get people into maybe more sustainable um, more um, more accessible, safer um, transportation modes while enjoying to spend on them as well. Like yeah. we enjoy spending on a car. I know, but me, but but you've now walked this path for ten years doing this. Do you regret any of this, or how do you <laughs> how do you look at it? Like how do you look at the experience of going through all of that, and now you've landed where you now have this body of knowledge? What I think that it depends on the day. To be to be quite honest. <laughs> Um, yeah. There's much that there are many mistakes that we made, and, and much that you would do differently in hindsight. Yeah. But it's always easy in hindsight. Everything is 2020, um, um, so you could have picked a faster route, a less disruptive route somehow. Um, but for sure, we can feel now in the in the team also how you have yeah the knowledge has not only accumulated but um, gotten um, deeper, like more institutionalized. Yeah. Yeah. Like we are, there's a team of experts here. They really have, they have interesting. Um, deep insights um, in the industry, in their specific field, in working together and working with partners in the industry. Yeah. So we have this this almost like explosion of um, productivity in the last years because we were forced to on the one hand. They like basically I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but um, our like predictable recurring revenues since Corona hit with the lockdowns is up like sixty percent, but then our costs are down almost 80%. Right. And so right. we've gotten so much more efficient in, in all of this, basically um, delivering um, value and uh, collaborating together. And I don't know if that would have been, I don't know, I don't just don't know of a different way <laughs> to make that possible than through experience. But I'm saying you couldn't have, but you out. couldn't have, what I'm saying when I said this to you offline, you couldn't have done it then because you didn't know the things you had to learn and you learned them. Right. So I was going to ask you, like, do you have any regrets about that? Or do you now see what we were talking about earlier, that there's a wisdom in the machine here that was happening despite you may not have even known it was there, but there's something about the wisdom of this. I think there's there definitely is and there's some consistency in how people um, around our team and also other people in the industry are approaching um, these challenges. Yeah. Yeah. The vision that we have for a better mobility, but also the challenges that are coming our, our way every day. And it has something to do with um, 
yeah, showing up every day, basically. It's daily operations. It's not like build once, live off the license, um, neither for us in software nor, nor for the operator. It's, right. it's an everyday struggle to, to, to deliver a physical product into the city. And, um, and also, um, um, to, um, yeah, try things out because much of it is uncharted territory to, right. to go right. quickly ahead, but, um, always, um, challenge your own um, assumptions to uh, not be surprised more or less for the most um, part because um, uh, we are um, um, yeah, in conversation a lot and, and trying to anticipate um, what's happening more people are thinking. Yeah. I think that has become better and better. Because I think what's happened is you can still be surprised, right? Because you're still learning, right? Because yeah. you're doing. But instead of reacting to that surprise, you're responding to it. You know, that idea of react response. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Responding and, and yeah. Um, and and also n not throwing all the assumptions overboard when something happens. Now, it right. used to be a bit like that in the good and in the negative. It's like, um, you know, a few people love kick scooters. Everyone will love them soon. You know, we can't get enough of them. And um, more to put things into perspective, what we are actually um, dealing with in positive and in negative news. Yeah. yeah. Because um, um, we've been... Um, yeah, we've been trying a lot out and other people have. And luckily, this industry is quite collaborative, I would say. People are quite open. If you ask, if only you ask, you will 99% get an open yeah. answer. And, um, and, and there has been um, really a lot of um, thoughts. And I think we were um, yeah, fortunate that we could also contribute with the Meetup series that turned into the summit that we hosted a few times. Yeah. Maybe host again in the future yeah. um, to... I provide a platform, not just a technology platform, but also like an idea platform. Even now with conference calls and whatnot, to have a physical um, space for people to meet that uh, will face similar challenges and that can trust each other. Yeah, easier done in person. But, but you did this early on. You, you, yeah, quite. You did, and you did this with competitors. Um, and forcing these moments where we get down and right, where did that come from? Like that was um. Also, not following a grand plan, yeah. like many things, but more responding to uh, what seemed to be a need, um, and then just let's say going along as it got as it got um, bigger. I would say, yeah. so to yeah. say, um, there are some people that would be interested in a meetup, host a meetup. It's not a big thing in the office in the evening. You give some drinks. Oh, there's a person from London coming. There's a person from Tokyo coming for it, and then um, and then take a few steps further and a year later it's an entire summit and there are like 1700 people applying you only have 400 spots yeah. um, some bigger companies than us actually pay for it there are some sponsors and so on we hosted that several um, times and there's been much learning but also it's just a lot of fun because we we spend a lot of time uh, on this at work often more than the 40 hours and um, to have um, you know a good time also with your customers with your partners I think is Quite important. Yeah, but you, but you did it without being insecure about the competitors and everything else. You did that. That's something that's quite interesting and takes me back to to, to Airbnb again, especially yeah. when I when I look at you. But um, when I remember when I had 2011, I came for the first times on these visits, on these work trips to the Airbnb office. And there were sometimes um, some other people hanging around that were not working at Airbnb. And we had severe competition at the time. Totally. You know, that's right. Let's even mention Rocket Internet. Existential. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who we were well funded, that's more right. funded than, than us at some point. And then and then so based in based in Berlin, known for basically if there's a hot topic, raise a lot of money, copy what they're doing, trying to sell to them. 
in the, in the Airbnb office around this time, every now and then there were people hanging out who seemed nice. But they were not working for Airbnb. They were just, because <laughs> they asked for a desk, they can just hang out. They, they were just friends. They were hanging out. And I, I said to Brian at some point, they might be spies. They fly yeah. back to Berlin. <laughs> he was totally relaxed. I was like, you know, once they go back, they tell them about it, they implement it. We're already three steps further. That's right. I don't think we are always as a company further than everyone else, but this mindset, um, yeah. Like yeah. innovation is always going on. If you share an idea, as long as it's not a one-way street, they need to also be talking. That's right. But if you are in conversation, you're learning something, they're learning something, that's the best. Um, yeah. We, it's gotten different now, I think, also mm -hmm. um, over here, but more at the time, let's say 10 years ago, 12 years ago, um, it used to be um, you are working on a startup, it's in stealth mode. You won't even mention what the name right. is. You won't mention right. anything to anyone. That's right. And, um, and I think, yeah, this is... Um, the people who are gonna make the most progress are in conversation and not mm -hmm. like um, a hiding away. But we, we were talking about offline about this. <clears throat> there were some things that you did, Evander, from the very beginning that has informed you and that you're still doing today. We talked about this issue of being really flexible, being able to respond to change really fast. Yes. Right? Not being rigid. That idea right. that companies that fail yeah. are the ones that are rigid yes. about things, right? Or you said arrogant. If you're arrogant about it, right? And you weren't. You weren't arrogant about it. How much of that, now that you look back after 10 years, do you do you see that that is kind of like the wisdom in the machine? What do you how do you see it? If there would be three elements or so, this would definitely be one of them, I would say. Not to be rigid. And that can be in your thoughts, but then it can also be um just paralyzing if you think, oh my God, everything could happen. You know, this guy is after me and this can change and I cannot rely on anything. It's kind of good to be paranoid, but it needs to you need to be flexible in action, not just yeah. in thoughts. Yeah. To really, um, really like sacrifice a holy cow sometimes, for example, you know, um, to say, um, I thought this was a good idea, but it's not. And we're getting out immediately. This makes total sense. We're getting out. Even if we a few weeks ago were still spending a lot of time on it, even if you know, some people put a put a hope in it, we have to talk to them. Yeah. Um yeah. we and we, you uh, made it you this, made quite a few had to do this a few times. Exactly. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's totally the responsibility of um, also um, leadership. Everyone in the company uh, will hopefully speak about that they, mm -hmm. in terms of speaking up. And big pivots that we made, about three of them or so over time, maybe four, depends how you qualify, came from within the team when it was first mentioned. That someone on the team said, you know, I used to blah, 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 work in Jakarta. And if I could change one thing here, we wouldn't be in Germany. We would be in emerging markets. Interesting. Tell me more, you know, say more. <laughs> and, then, and then a few weeks later, there's some tests running and then it actually becomes a reality. So the ideas are everywhere, but it has, it takes the leadership and sometimes for founders, maybe it's even a little bit easier than um, for others um, to um, then move in that direction. To Yeah, but I have a question on this because most founders know the problem. The reason why so many companies fail is because founders actually so fall in love with their idea that they just, they die next to that idea, right? What you did really well from the very beginning is, because remember in the early years, the business that you were in was significantly different than yeah. what you ended up becoming, totally. right? Entirely different. Yeah. Now you say mobility, but that's yeah. about it. And it was all mobility, whilst yeah. it fits in that category. But but because it wasn't defined in the in the outer world on yeah. what mobility meant, yeah. you had to then play a lot of different options to finally be where they need to be. And I said this to you offline, that, that, what I see so strong here is you kept showing up. 
You never got afraid of one change happened. You never got afraid of pivoting. I mean, I'm sure you feared it, but you you were you were, yeah. but you still yeah. boldly kept showing up. Why? 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 What made you do that? I am not a hundred percent sure, but I think what other option do you have? <laughs> I mean, I think that's we could um, quit. You could stop. You could. I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. Yeah, it's just never maybe occurred to me. But I also think that's um, um. Like things change over time, good and bad. And yeah. sometimes like letting some time pass already um, plays in uh, your favor. There might um, be some things that seem unsurmountable now. And and in hindsight, you're like surprised that they took care of it themselves almost. So yeah. it's important yeah. to still be there. If you are out there, um, you can gain something. If you're not out there, for sure, you will not gain anything. Well, that's so it. That's it. I think, um, yeah. and the consistency um, um, is because of this idea that I know some people they have these numbers down more than I have, but it, you know when you say you make one percent change every day and then over a year it's like that's right three hundred fifty percent more than that exponential. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a huge change and that's it's the same idea. It's what we also experience here. You cannot say um, beforehand um, um, close um, this gap, for example, that that, that we had when. Um, Corona hits, um, and we were in this more kind of a hype um, phase for new mobility, and and there was funding going around, and it was more about speed. And if you had a great idea, well, maybe hire some people and yeah. launch an extra team to to work on this. And there were multiple projects going on in parallel, and so on. And all of a sudden, it shifts to, well, we'd rather not invest more in the space and, um, but make everything profitable. But you're so far away; the gap is huge; it's kind of impossible. But um, Basically, um, the way to get there is like one step at a time, uh-huh, I would say. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Um, could be <laughs> radical steps, but even they will not be enough. So you just keep going, going, going in this direction. And um, and and you also do get the support, at least we did. And I think that's often the case um, that also, for example, investors love and other business partners love. If you have a kind of yeah, predictability, if you can, or consistency, yeah. They will keep going along because they're like this is going in the right direction. They did what they said they would do, or mm-hmm. they agreed to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And um, um, yeah, we were fortunate in that sense that yeah, from a kind of earlier time already on, we had you know big investors behind us. It started with the angels and then some VCs and then really big family office. And um, if things make sense to them, if they are consistent, they can provide funding. Yeah, it's, but you always encourage me though. Also though, transparency. Like, um, how much of that played into your thinking and how you kept these, because that is, you're exactly right. You were able to keep in, to this day, people betting on this would get somewhere, which takes a lot of patience for them to do that. Was transparency a big part of that? It is totally. And I think you pushed this also in your, like, um, in your advice that you give about over-communication and so on. And it's like, oh, we, we hear this a hundred times, what does it actually mean? But sometimes it's just staying in conversation. I remember that, it was so um, normal for us over year, over many years to send these regular investor updates, not once a year, but like all the time in between. And um, one, I would say super angel, um, who's necessarily has many um, investments here and had his own companies, he pointed this out at some point where he said, this is something so unique and that he um, um, appreciated because good or bad times, he always felt like there was not a surprise for him. Yeah, He knew where we kind of stand. He could maybe... Um, help in some way a little bit make a suggestion or make a connection. So because he kind of always knew, I think the tendency is that especially when things 
are not going to plan and they almost always are because the plans are just it's called innovation you know um, then um then uh, the tendency is yeah to, to talk less mm -hmm. because uh well it's not so fun if you have nothing to talk about or if you hope it's getting better so let's wait a few weeks and then we have some good news to tell mm -hmm. but i think it really pays off a lot and i didn't so much realize at the time but i it was great to get this like feedback and this yeah. appreciation because now i realized now also being an angel investor myself sometimes i have the same experience um with um, um teams that just disappear and you're like totally not knowledgeable yeah but you really build this trust with the consistency yeah so which goes to the issue most funders fund not so much the idea they fund the team because they think the team will sure. find its way at some point we we talked about this too that um you could look at your 10 years mm -hmm. and you could look at it and go uh god if only we'd known xyz i could have saved a lot of money and time by not doing whatever that was abc right but i argue to you that you had to walk the path just the way you walked it in order to get to where you've now landed because the body of knowledge The, the the reactive ability. We talked about this the idea if something happens today, there's this response that happens that's mature, it's thoughtful, it's like, how do we figure it out? Not panicky, it's not overreacting. It's and how could that happen if you didn't, you know, galvanize the steel through immense fire for a period of time? And so I look at this and I and I was saying to you, it's like the wisdom in the machine. I don't think Vana could be where it is today. Had it not taken all the steps it took, even the what might be termed missteps, if it hadn't taken even the mistakes, it may not be here today. But do you agree with that or not? Or what's your totally? Um, I think a lot of insight and yeah, wisdom, if you want, um, is built with experience. It's hard to like learn from a book or so. It gets built in a person and in teams just with experience. Yeah, I think it's fair. If, um, for example, some of our shareholders would say. Okay, Gunnar, but maybe you could have done this like a few years faster. Would it ha did it have to take 10 years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 spending a bit less money. And that's totally fair. And everyone would have um would have um, loved that. For me, um, with the um yeah. you know, um abilities, resources that I had and with the um um topics that we had to work on, this was the best that we could do. Um, but yeah, um, and and some people take longer time, some people make it much faster. But it's definitely true that um, this um, experience gets built through, gets built over time, and it takes um, doing um, and not just yeah. also hearing from others, for example. But isn't there proof in the pudding? The proof in the pudding is who's standing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For us, something quite interesting when we talked earlier about. Like these networks and maybe events and stuff, and you try to bring people together and so on. And the names are always the same. So not everyone stays in mobility their whole life, but mostly the names through the years have stayed the same. But the companies that they represent um, have often changed already. Right. And many of right. most of the companies that were kind of um, yeah hotter in the in the space some years ago now are no longer there. And that's like a very low. Bar to some extent, but mm -hmm. something we are also um, proud of to, um, yeah, be there and keep um, evolving. For me, um, I think it's maybe for everyone who starts out fresh with a new startup and it's not profitable in the beginning, but especially when you go through such shakeups and maybe there's a hype and then um, um, a crisis, 
in the industry, you're always striving for this um, predictability. Yeah. And for me, this is, was a big goal. It's like, I have to provide some stability, some predictability for myself, for the team, you know, for uh, our customers, for the shareholders. And um, I feel like um, even though the times have gotten yeah, are still very unpredictable, I mean, I don't know if this has been normal, but it feels very high. Um, we still have found better ways to deal with right. these unexpected right. things right. that are coming in. Um, there is scenario um, planning. Some things, many things we've already seen, there's still some new things happening, but then we can put them into context. And we have some more certainties than before where we know where people stand. We know what works as a business or where money is being made, let's say. And so therefore, if a bad thing happens, that doesn't, doesn't put everything into question. Right, right. So right. this kind of, um, um, yeah, knowledge is also built up over time somehow. But you know, what, you, what, what occurred to me when you were saying that is that, um, look, everything's unpredictable. Life is unpredictable, really, mm -hmm. right? And you think about the mobility space, my God. How unpredictable is mm -hmm. this? You know, nobody, because you have somebody, that, like you said at the top of this, the constraint issues. You've got the politics, the regulatory, you've got mm -hmm. the money, all the, every issue, you get the emotion, the love of a car, right? Mm -hmm. You have all this stuff playing in the same thing. What you've really done, though, is you have built a predictability in the unpredictable. So it's like um, the nature is going to be unpredictable by nature, right? But because what you've done is an operating model that is predictable in that unpredictability. Yes. That's what's so interesting about what you've led it. But you couldn't, I argue that you couldn't have done that had you not done all the steps that you did over the 10 years, they would, you would not be informed in the way you are right now. And the proof is that you're still here and you've now built a team that's really rock hard, mm -hmm. that is stable. This, mm -hmm. this team is the most stable team you've ever had in the history of mm -hmm. Thunder, right? Yes. And you have a leadership team that is the most mature I've ever seen, mm -hmm. right? Why? Well, there's wisdom here. There's something that was playing as a part of this 10 years mm. that got you here. And the proof is because the competitors, many of them, weren't able to get through it. Why? They didn't do some of this, this, this operational stuff that you did, this, this idea of being flexible, the yeah. idea of showing up, the idea of learning from your knowledge, not being arrogant, right? And then the ability and the courage to, to change your mind, to say, I, I've, well, this is not working, let's, let's, let's change. That is an operating model that adds to the now today predictability within the unpredictable. Is that true? It's, I think that's totally true. But also as everyone gets more experienced in the industry and so on, people look more at the details. And um, it's also about yeah. like value delivery and quality of product that's so important. So the reason we are here now and um, a leader in software for micromobility and getting stronger and stronger in cars is um, partially because of what happens on the business side, but also especially because of what happens in on the engineering side. Yeah, It's just the case that uh, we know um, of the um, stability and the value um, of the product now that um, there is competition in the space, prices vary, and we have operators migrating to us right now this quarter several for a price that is two or three times higher to where they are coming from because they want that solution because their business depends. The quality. And, and they can pay right. one, two, three percent of their total cost more um, to, to do this. That's um, that's also true. Also, the um, uh, keeping the eyes uh, on the ball strategy 
price and what's shifting, but also product-wise, always keeping, always shipping, basically, always delivering. Yeah. And there's complexity in what seems like a simple product. You know, I remember this, again, going back uh, to Airbnb a little bit. Some years after I had already left, um, I was in San Francisco and visiting, and there was an all-hands taking place. And there was something to celebrate. And this must have been, like the company was about 2,000 people then. It was 1,500 when I left already. Mm -hmm. Coming from like 40 to 1,100. But then it was, a, it was, everything was big already and they were making some money. And there was something to celebrate. And I was curious and finding out what were they celebrating, what got shipped. And it was basically the most um, common payment method in Brazil had just been integrated. And Brazil is not a small travel market, but it looks like this product is kind of finished. It's already there. You can list an apartment, you book it, you pay for it, you rate it. Years later, many engineers, there was still work to be done, important work to be done to make it even more whole and even more comprehensive. Right. And for, for us, the same. There are so many major topics where um, we are only scratching the surface right now of the optimization yeah. that can still be done. But are there parallels? This like this, there's parallels. I mean, if you think about it, any innovation, Right, any innovation. I keep coming back to this, and that's the issue of cars. Mm. Look at the car industry. When the cars first started out, how many companies were there? Well, yes, well, hundred plus. Right, oh my God! Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were extreme, right? Yeah. And then what ended up happening is the ones that were learning, the ones that were adaptive, the ones that kept at it, mm. right, and kept showing up. Mm. Then we land on what? How many car companies now that exist on the earth? What, Twelve, maybe there's fifteen. Yeah. Of yes, right? and many are owned by one. So yeah, in yeah. reality, yeah. And does that innovation stop? No. No. No, 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 and that's going to be true, and it's true for yeah. under, right? Mm -hmm. So it really ends up becoming, how do we operate as a team? How do we think about how we operate, mm -hmm. and what knowledge are we gaining and we retaining mm -hmm. in this process? Yes. But then overlaying that is this idea of flexibility, mm -hmm. the idea of showing up, the idea of bu you know, bucketing that knowledge without an arrogance mm -hmm. that, that you've kept in the machine from the very beginning, mm -hmm. right? Right. That becomes an operating system for the innovation. Yes. Yeah. And retention is very important for us now, and yeah. We're very proud, let's say, to be in a very stable place as a team right now. I think last year, about um, two people left the company kind of super low. I almost got a little bit worried, like, shouldn't we have a little bit like turnover? It would be healthy. But um, no, I think um, people have such deep knowledge now and are showing this uh, ownership. And um, in the end, you always depend. You're not choosing like a brand also in a B2B SaaS context. You're, you're basically choosing a team of people that will either be there on the weekend when things kind of blow up and... Uh, will be um, finding the solutions quickly and know their um, system um, or who are overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So knowing all this, what does your, your crystal ball say that that 10 years from now? Oh, man, that's too far. <laughs> you know, no but, but I mean, I'm not saying 10 necessarily years. 10, but just yeah. looking at what you now, what, what do you know from this first 10 years? What do you know that no matter what, Vunder's going to be doing? What What do you know? I think we're going to hopefully be this reliable partner that keeps showing up, that has a lot of knowledge, but that doesn't um, think just within their box. That is thinking left and right and quite extreme. And if interesting and if something's happening, able to react quickly. If a new thing really does become relevant, we should be the first ones to be there and have that implemented or enter that space um, because we are always in conversation and curious and, um, and able not, to move. And not rigid. Able to move if we have to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think that the 10 years is going to inform the next 10 years. 
Mm. right? Because of that, there's an operating system you put into place that we have thinking, mm -hmm. the way of activating our knowledge, how to respond to surprise, mm -hmm. right? And all of that, that is, that is now, what you do under 2024, is this idea of being rhythmic. Uh, Hans said earlier the idea of focus. Mm -hmm. We have to yes. be really focused, right? Yes. Why? Because that's what, that's what companies do. At a certain point, you get very focused, you get very cost conscious of what are we doing and how are we doing it, mm -hmm. because now we have a body of knowledge that we can now base our decisions on. Mm -hmm. That's only going to get better, 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 better over time if the team remembers what got us here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I meant by the next 10 years. You know there's certain things. Do you know what's going to happen in mobility? No. Nobody knows mm -hmm. what's going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. But what you do now know is that companies that think the way your company thinks will be around them, mm -hmm. and they will be part of that solution with their partners because of the way you think and the way you operate. Yeah. And that might end up being what your real product is. You're a mobility company, but really what you are is you're an adaptive machine that has figured out how to innovate within an ever-changing environment. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the company you built. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for showing up for us over the years. No. Very, very consistent. How can I not? You know, uh, um, how can such I not? a great yeah. gift. Yeah. And it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. And we'll be we'll still be at this for a while. We're gonna be uh many years to come as we we'll watch how this thing unfolds. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It's good to be here with you. Thank you for coming to Hamburg again. Absolutely. And thank you for the, the, the snow and all that. As a Californian. <laughs> yeah, we, we made it extra icy today. Some planes weren't landing. So, yeah, but you made it. You live right through. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. All right.